0: Hey everybody, welcome to the uh, Nerdy Piehead podcast. It is another Monday. Which Monday it is? It's the 13th of January. Already Christmas has passed. New Year's has come. It's 2020. And half of January is finished already. If you're in Toronto. It's been, the weather's been actually really, really good. We haven't had any crazy snowstorms yet. Matter of fact, it was 11 degrees on the weekend. So, my birthday's in February, and I'm hoping that at least the weather is like this, a little bit colder. Normally around February, it's freezing cold, and nobody wants to come out for my birthday. So here's hoping that it's a little bit better this time. So, um, yeah, it was a not so busy weekend. Um, show premiere-wise, movie-wise, there was some, but not as busy as normal. Um, but it's award season, so a lot of it is more, let's see what we've done the year before see if we got any awards kind of thing so um yesterday was the uh Critics Choice awards um I didn't do the nominations for this, but we can go through the uh the list of winners wrap about it for a bit um as as you remember when I did the uh we did the other was it people's choice awards no not people's Choice. It seemed like it, because it seemed like someone the chose movies that weren't that great. But, um, we can go through some of these. Um, so, Best Picture went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is actually, excuse me while I spliff, which is actually, picking up more awards than I thought Quentin Tarantino movies don't necessarily get awards at the beginning, it always becomes like these cult classics later on but to see it picking up steam and um actually picked up a lot of steam and we'll talk about that later on to see getting a best film nominee, uh, winning best film yesterday was actually really good Um, best Best actor went to Joaquin Phoenix for Joker now I was late to this and um, so I'm going to give Joker a little bit of a plug right now this was probably one of the best movies I have seen in my life not because obviously because of the actors the writers, the way it's filmed but because it brought you into a world for two hours you start to see him slowly slipping and you watch the world just not pay attention to it. Very, very good movie. If you haven't seen it already, which I think I was the only person in the world, I suggest you rent it, download it, buy it. Definitely going to buy it because I definitely want to watch the... um the producers and director commentary about it because there's a lot of things that are in there that I really want to know where they pulled it from. So I'm going to definitely check that out. Uh, Best Actress went to Renee Zellweger for her portray of Julie Garland. I may really have to invest some time into watching this movie as it's picking up a lot. Of awards, so it's good to kind of go. I kind of do that. I kind of go after and look at them after ones that I've missed to see. Um, the next one is um, Best Supporting Actor, went to Brad Pitt again for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's good to see Brad Pitt, sober Brad Pitt, reaping rewards of, of sobriety and winning these awards. I enjoy to see that. Um, Best supporting actress went to Laura Dern for uh, a marriage story. Um, Best young actor, actress this is a good category, I think, for them to use here. Went to Roman Griffin Davis for Jojo Rabbit. Best acting ensemble went to The Irishman. I think they could have put uh, Avengers into that category. I mean, it's all superheroes. They would technically be the best, but um, great to see the Irishman pick up an award. Uh, Best director, went to Quentin Tarantino, Um, once upon a time in Hollywood. And um, best ca- best cinematography went to Roger Deakins for 1917. Uh, best production design went to Barbara Ling and Nancy High for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood cleaning up. Um, best editing went to Lee Smith for 1917. Oh, if you know anything about the way it's shot, it's 1917 is shot to look like one linear movie with no cuts. So t- to achieve that is a, a feat in itself. So shout out for the uh, recognition there. Uh, best coffee, costume design went to Ruthie Carter. Dolomite is my name. Um, best hair and makeup went to Bombshell. Best visual effects went to Avengers Endgame. The Irishman could have won that too for the age-changing thing, but, you know. Best animated feature, we got it right this time. Toy Story 4. Missing Link was not the best anime feature sorry Uh, best action movie went to Avengers Endgame best comedy went to uh, Dolomite is my name best sci-fi horror movie went uh, Jordan Peele's us best foreign language film parasite of course Best song went from went to Goshko, No Place Like Home, Wild Rose, and I'm Have to Love Me Again, Rocket Man. Joker got the best score. Uh, Succession won for best television drama. Um, Jeremy Strong also won for best draw actor. actor in a drama series Regina King won for Best Actress in a Drama for, the, for Watchmen um, Best Supporting Actor in a Drama went to Billy Cardiff for The Morning Show Best Supporting Actress went to Gene Smart, Watchmen Best Comedy Series Fleabag Best Actor in a Comedy Series Went to Bill Hedder for Barry Barry's another show if you're looking for a show To check out Absolutely amazing Um, Phoebe Bridge won for Fleabag And the Best Actress in Comedy Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series Went to Andrew Scott Fleabag Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series Went to Alex Borstein, the, the, the Marvelous Miss Maisel. Uh, best Limited Series, When They See Us, Netflix. Best Movie Made for Television, El Camino, A Breaking Bad Movie, Netflix. Best Actor in a Limited Series or Movie Made for Television, Jerrell Jerome, When They See Us. Best Actress in a Limited Series or Movie Made for Television: Michelle Williams, Voss Verden, Effects. Best Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or Movie Made for Television: Stellan Skarsgård, Cerebral. He's on twice now, and yes, it is the eyebrows. Um, Best Supporting Actress in a Limited Series Made. For television, Tony, Charlotte, Unbelievable, Best Animated Series, BoJack Horseman, Netflix. Netflix had four of the six. Um, Best Animated Series in here. So, if they didn't win one, that'd have been crazy. Uh, Best Talk Show was a tie between The Late Late Show with James Corden and Late Night with Seth Meyers. Um, they don't even put in here um, Jimmy Kimball or uh, Jimmy Fallon I think they win too much so it's not even in there, uh, best comedy special went to live in front of, this, of a studio audience Norman Laird's All in the Family and the Jeffersons that was it, so overall you can see the awards are starting to tighten up a little bit. Um, I think they gave Eddie Murphy a Lifetime Achievement Award here. Um, which, is, which I think is pretty good. He's been doing it for a long time. He had the hi- a long hiatus. So it seems like it hasn't been a long time. But when he's working, he was working. Um, uh, what else? Uh, so Friday, I um, started watching uh, Treadstone. Treadstone is um Amazon Prime's new new show that takes place I think it's after. So yeah, so it takes place after um The Born, all the Born movies. And it's basically they've come to the realization that this Treadstone project that was they thought was just a couple people it was actually happening all over the world from at least the Cold War and it's now it's that story where it started, how it started, who are these agents that are being activated how do you get on top of it I um in my humble opinion, great action, great fight sequences, and just enough plot can make any movie a good movie or any series a good series. The thought into it, and um, you can see it jumps back from like the Cold War to present day. So once you start to pick up how it looks when it switches, you get, you feel like you're absorbing more information. I watched the uh, first three episodes. I really enjoy it. I'll give you guys an update whether it can continue that trajectory. But again, these um, it's hard for shows are really hard, especially when you're trying to do something that's already been not for per se already been done, but there's a movie about it so people have a perception to live up to it but to tell a story that's different enough for us to tune into can become extreme or pretty difficult so at that moment in time you always kind of judge things a little bit harder so i try not to and just take it in as as a standalone to what it is and see how it holds up so i'll definitely keep you guys posted on that um so, they released the, uh, the, the Circle, which is the, the reality show I was talking about last week. They released the next four episodes last week, Wednesday. And, in my humble opinion, it didn't hold up to the magic that the first four episodes had. It was actually the exact same four episodes, just different players. At times, and situation still the same. I think that at this point, you needed to add elements to the show that was different than the first four, that carried you through the next four, and um, that could be the the um, disadvantage of releasing four episodes at a time. But um, it still was okay. It still was good. I just you know, you were. I was shocked. But what was happening in the first four episodes so i expected a little bit more of a shock value for the next four um they also now you can go on the circle slash vote and vote for who you think is going to win i think it's going to be a um the next four which will have the finale i think it's going to be a combination of what they do and what people vote for which would make sense because they're supposed to influence people so we'll see how that rolls out Um, The Outsiders premiered on um, HBO yesterday I'm gonna admit this right now I got through maybe the first 15 minutes of the second episode because I did a double and I fell asleep the reason being it's after 10 o'clock and um, basically this is a adaptation of a Stephen King book. I'm not going to give away what the book's about because if I start to talk about it like that, it's kind of going to give away the the TV show because you're going to have I'm going to have to tell pieces of the show. Excuse me. Um it's it's a true crime story. Extremely dark. It moves very slow. At a pace that gets makes you understand each character, love and hate them on each side, and it is spooky because you're you're seeing everything that's happening, but but at the same time, it's not being you can't explain it, so give one thing it's like nobody could be two places at once, but this feels like a possibility. Nobody can understand why it's not making sense, and then there's elements of supernatural things happening, so all these and above in the first two episodes, so it's definitely a good watch um tonight as well h b o s at 9 p.m. It's The New Pope, which is the second season from The Young Pope. Um, HBO is about like four shows starting in January. They are definitely rolling out the big guns. They are definitely showing that in this market of good TV shows and TV series and streaming, they still produce the best dramas. So we'll see... How they hold, how it holds up. i definitely gonna do a deep dive in Outsiders because that book was amazing. So and they had a Stephen King said that this far exceeded expectations of an adaptation. So I'm holding on to that. I'm really holding on to that. Um, keeping with HBO that came out this morning the west road will return for eight episode third season march 15th um if you the west road the west road is basically it's a it's a show obviously and um what happens in the show is basically very rich people could pay to create world simulation where they kind of go into an artificial world people aren't real they can get to go on these adventures shoot fake people that look like real people sleep with them beat them up do whatever basically that they possibly want to and without any consequence until they start to wake up that's basically what happens with um, That's basically what happens with season one. Season two, it's the battle between artificial intelligence and the world. So I'm curious to see how they handle season three. But um, if you're looking for a good show, that's HBO. It's uh, Westworld. It's very good. Um, Sci-fi is uh, creating two new shows. The first one is uh, Peter Pan's show. That looks at the the Peter Pan, the Lost Boys, Wendy, once they get older. And the next one is uh, Chucky. They're going to do a Chucky TV series. I just got to say this. Don't fuck with the Chuck. They should have left Chucky the same place. They kind of left Nightmare on Elm Street. Where it was, um, I think every time they try to redo it, it's, it doesn't really hold up. So if they are gonna do this, hopefully they get the right. It's written correctly. They get the right actors, and they do a good job because it's been horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, Peter Pan, I'm not too. I don't know. I don't know if you had to do it again. I think Hook was good with Robin Williams. Maybe. Do they make it darker? I have no idea where they're going to go with this. But keep you posted. They have no dates on when these are going to start in production, so they might not make it to that point. So definitely keep you posted on that. Um, As well, CBS has ordered um, the uh, TV series for Silence of the Lambs that follows Clarice after Silence of the Lambs, the movie. I don't. I don't know. I maybe. I mean, they did Hannibal. It was really good. So maybe they can, they can do this. Um, this might be CBS's. As you, what you're gonna start to see is a lot of these, um, studios that own these properties, because they're in the streaming business. They're gonna make series so they can stream it, whether it's critically acclaimed and works or not. Is not the issue. The issue is getting eyes on your, on your screen. So we're going to see reboots galore with these things. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has an autobiog- autobiographical NBC sitcom that's in the works right now. It's going to be a kind of comedy series of his, uh, I guess his story. And he said that it's going to be Close to Forrest Gump. I don't. I don't know what he means by that, but um, yeah. That's what he said. We'll take it. I'll let you know how. Any more information about it? For sure, we'll we'll talk about it. They um actually did the the uh, nominations for the Oscars. Um. It was a lot. The people, obviously, know the Oscars, but um, we're gonna go through a list of them just so you guys know what's going on, and um, it, the Oscars is uh, February sixth, so yeah, it's gonna be. So the, <clears throat> you know, what? I'm not gonna go through the nominees. I thought I was, but. It's just gonna take me forever. It took them forever, but um, leading the way of a lot of nominations is again. Once upon a time in Hollywood is kicking it. Um, with multiple nominations, and I think if you do go and you do look for these nominations, I will put a list on my on my um Instagram page. At the nerdy piehead for you to look at when you when you look at the the oscar list you can see like critics choice and other award shows have a broader range of how they look at things <clears throat> the oscars this time it's really narrowed down it's like if you aren't considered the best then you're not on this list so I'm really looking forward to seeing that on uh, February 6th as well as Netflix has a documentary coming up on Aaron Hernandez the football player he's fit for the New England Patriots that murdered his stepbrother and just dark and weird story which ended in him um, committing suicide it's It's such a weird story. If you heard about it or heard it in passing, it's really nobody could explain just a turn. There was, when it first happened, um, the news came out. They're explaining who he was, telling people about just how great of a person he was. And then as as the news kept coming out, you started to see more and more of just a troubled soul, somebody that suffer from they don't know if maybe it's the concussions in football that kinda of have these players not absolutely thinking straight. So it'd be curious to see how um just the story because I think like everybody's been wanting to know exactly what's happened. Me, too. me included, like I really want to see a piece together because I really like them as a player so I am absolutely curious um, so that's coming on Netflix in I think this week, I think this week Wednesday, I would like to say um, speaking of um, Netflix and so, you realize that the war in the streaming end is between Apple, Disney. Is teared way down for me at the moment, at least. Um, and the reason that I say that is, as much as they're, they could catch up to be big players, that's not in the first year rollout. That's not 2020. Or 2021. I think the, I don't think they underestimated to me just how much original content there is, but I think just in their forecasting, Netflix has already slated everything that they thought in their head for 2020. They're already directed, they were being edited. It's just when they want to put it out. Um, Same thing with Amazon. Amazon's starting to now put out more originals as they're on the Now they're in that space to try to carve out a lane. But I think Netflix has big shows that people like that they've put out. Three of them every month for a couple years now. So those shows already are going to draw eyes. The new ones, the ones that we never thought, like Narcos came out last year. Was it last year? I think it was the last year. No, Narcos came out November 16th, 2018. So you've been waiting for that. And to have that coming out February 13th this year, you know, like, there's new IPs that they have that people have been anticipating. People are anticipating the Masters of the Universe. Kevin Smith doing it. There's a lot of anticipation. And because they not only release a lot, all the time, they also release them all. Which is something that... um, Apple does three, and then one, 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 one. Um, Disney does one. So a lot of times people who like to binge won't have their eyes on Disney for maybe a couple weeks just so it picks up some episodes. And I think that not having, for Disney+, Plus, not having any other Star Wars or any Marvel anything is really keeping... Like, for me, it's just like, I don't even go on there. There's no... I go on there when it's really nostalgic, but there's nothing there. There's no IP that's that's looking at me. One Marvel show would have done that for them. So they did bump up um, a show that was slated for next year to this year, but those are both fall. So again, we'll see if they... I mean, these streaming servers should be... Very liquid in how they market things, you should look at the trend of it. You see a decline. Just move something up, bump it up, just get to keep the eyes there but personally that's what I would do. I don't know some people do things differently, but I think it's important to keep fans absolutely engaged, and especially when they're spending the money, there should be something for them all the time. I mean that it's not doesn't necessarily have to be always new. But you still need to have something for people to go to to watch that's different that they could talk about. They do have a couple of um, uh, kids' ones, um, Diary of President and things like that, that start in February. I think one of them starts the end of, of January. I, th- I, th- I would like to think that. But um, I don't know if that's going to be enough. Maybe for, and I could be wrong because i'm speaking from my perspective so for me there's nothing on there for me but for kids they could be chewing this up right now so um if they are i stand corrected but i'm not so that's a perspective that i'm talking about from at least yeah so that's about it man i um really enjoyed this i'm going to i'm working on actually in the next couple weeks. I don't know how soon I'll have it finished. But we are going to kind of run with a different idea, a different format for the show. We will still do this Monday um, just because it gives me a chance to talk about uh, different things that I'm watching or enjoying, movie and TV-wise. But we're also going to move to having maybe, I'm going to say once or twice a month not too sure um just episodes where there's a deep dive into um movies like a movie so we are going to pick one movie dive right in um talk about what we know what we've learned since watching it character development all types of things we're going to go deep into it um, they will take time so that's why it'll be one or two but um definitely going to add that so i'll let you guys know obviously when that's happening but for now if you like this i know it's just very monotone me talking but um if you do enjoy it like it uh share it people that you know that love film um yeah, if there's movies that you know that I haven't talked about, or we're, we're wondering if you should watch it, there's a lot more that I watch that I don't talk about here because it's a lot, and I don't want people to think that all I do is watch TV all the time. So please feel free to hit me up. Again, scenario piehead. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.